Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So I am here today to meet my friend Nabil. Hey Nabil. How's it going? Good, yourself? I'm good, I'm good. This is the garden where this amazing relationship was born, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see it in, in person. This is where we first met Bruce Foxington. Bruce Foxington. Yeah. Shall we go in and have a chat with him? Yeah. Or great. about him? <laughs> Right, guys, today I'm here with a friend of mine, Nabil, who has a pretty extraordinary story to tell about a good friend of his called Bruce Foxington. <laughs> pretty funny name. Thanks, Nabil, for meeting me. You're welcome. Thank and, you. And uh, sharing your story. So who who is Bruce Foxington? <laughs> um, well, he was a, a local character that uh, I met because he started visiting my garden regularly. Mm. And, uh, you know, I spotted him first looking out my kitchen window. Yeah. And, you know, naturally curious about wildlife. I was like, there's a little fox, you know. Yeah. And then I noticed him again and again and again. And um, he seemed quite happy chap. Um, But he also was lame in one leg. So I took a little pity on him. I thought, well, he needs a little bit of help, you know. So I'd throw a little bit of food out to him. And uh, leave the kitchen window open a crack. And uh, he started coming every day. Um, In daylight? I'd, I'd be... Um, at first, I think it was sort of duskish. Yeah. I think, because it was spring. And the, and the nights were still... They weren't, they weren't really bright days. I think it was, you know, probably... I'm going to guess now, four or five o'clock, something like that, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might be wrong about that. Yeah. Um, it, it was certainly dusk onwards, actually, thinking about it, because I was leaving the window open a little at mm. first so he could get used to sounds of me moving around a little bit, yeah. become familiar with the fact that someone just was a few feet away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And eventually I started putting on the, the extractor fan light. Okay. So that left a little bit of a soft glow from the garden. Yeah, exactly, and sort of build up my presence gradually. Um, and so, you know, natural curiosity, I, I wondered if I could, you know, get to know him a little better. Yeah. And so over a period of months, that's what happened, you know, until eventually I would be sitting in the garden, one corner, he'd be over, fairly small garden, you mm. know, um, West London Terrace. Yeah. Um and he was coming, where was he coming and in from? from he would, he would come in or? often, um, the, yeah, there's a path at the back, yeah. which accesses a few of these houses, and he would come often under the gate, mm. um, sometimes over it. Um, and, um, yeah, the first time I fed him with me being right there, I just put some food on the opposite side of the garden, and he was very, very comfortable with that very quickly. So just over a period of time, he learned to trust that you weren't going to do yeah. anything to him. Over a period of... That you were also a source of food, I guess. Two, two plus months, two, three, four months, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. 
Um, I could check my dates on that, but it's approximate, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and um, and then I know some people frown on this, but I was curious if I could hand feed him. Yeah. And he very quickly started taking food directly from me, you know. Yeah. Um, so we sort of built up a relationship that way. He seemed very calm, very tame. Yeah. And his leg you know? got better. It did um, over time, although it's something that happened again to him later on and other legs. Okay. Sometimes one leg would be off, sometimes two legs. Yeah. You know, it just seemed... He was doing a lot of fence jumping. Here's your cat coming to join in. Hello, Dorothy. What's her name again? Dorothy. Dotty. Dotty. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't name her. Rosie no. did. It's a very strange name for a cat, but no, I've not. got used to it. I've heard stranger. <laughs> um, Carmen or not. Yeah. So he started coming on a regular basis. You started hand feeding him. Yeah. Yeah. He'd take um, little things. He'd turn his nose up at other things. He was quite the connoisseur. Was he? He really didn't like bonios. No. You know, um, he, he 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 loved frankfurters and the occasional raw egg. Oh right. You know that yeah. was a sort of bit of a treat now and again, which he'd eat very very delicately. Yeah. Would he He's take quite... the raw eggs away? Um, oh, sometimes he'd eat it in front of me. Yeah. Crack it open. With a fang, yeah, you know, suck out what he could, yeah, and then crack it a little more, and then so lap the rest out. Much. No, sometimes I'd see a shell in the garden and think it was a whole egg. He made less mess with a raw egg than I make with a hard-boiled egg. Really? Once I've hit it with a spoon and whacked it through with a knife, yeah, yeah, stuff everywhere, and then crumbs from all the toast, and it just—it's amazing. You know how to make the most of it. Really well-mannered fox. Yeah, you know, Refi- table manners. <laughs> with a refined name. Where does it? Bruce Foxington come from? Um, well, so that character in something. Well, yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, there was a band called The Jam. Yeah. People often are more familiar with Paul Weller these days, mm. often known as the Mod Father. Yes, yeah. You know, um, because of the Mod revival he was part of in the seventies. He had a great sort of punky pop band, yeah. The Jam. They had a lot of hits. Town Called Malice went straight to number one, etc. Yes, I know it. Yeah. Their bass player is called Bruce Foxton. Ah. And not only that, but I met Bruce Foxen once and spent half an hour in his company and he was a really, really nice man. Yeah. You know, and so that name just popped into my head. I thought Bruce Foxton, Bruce Foxington. It just seemed to be a little bit of a, an homage to him. I knew there was a little private you know. joke in there some, yeah. somewhere for, yeah. for a music buff. It just <laughs> popped out naturally, you yeah. know. Good stuff. And didn't he, he had mange at one time as well, didn't he? Did. He? Yeah. he did, yeah. He did, yeah. In the early days as well. Yeah, um, very much in those early days. Um, within the first f- six months, I'd say roughly, um, he started seeming to be quite unwell with it, as obviously mm. you know that they can be. Yeah. Um, and so we got some treatment from someone and we put that in his food. And uh, whether that worked or not, I don't know, but he certainly got better over a matter of time. And we've talked about previously, haven't we, about the way mange doesn't necessarily kill everyone it infects. No, sometimes it can kind of self-resolve. Yeah, exactly. And overcome it with their own immune yeah. system and we, things. But yeah. I've learned that since. Yeah. But obviously, because there was an option available that I'd heard of. Yeah, yeah. So you got like you got a remedy online, didn't you? And um, treated him and got in touch with the Fox Project. And, yeah. yeah, and they sent something out. Yeah. Um, which is an aromatherapy thing, I think, which homeopathy, homeopathy, of course, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Normally I would scoff at, but it was available, so I tried it, it was available for free. Yeah. You know, so whether that worked or not, or whether it was naturally healing. Or the good food, or... Yeah, combination. We were certainly giving, I mean, we weren't giving him enough food for him to become dependent on us. Yeah. That was never our plan, we never wanted to fully tame him, but as far as I was concerned, 
this character I met was a local resident, mm. the same as I'm a local resident. Yeah. That's how I see the cats and dogs and yeah, yeah. everyone around, you know, it's just we're all part of the same society. Yeah. So this is a little fella I've met, he seems a bit unwell, so I'll give him a hand. And this relationship kind of just formed naturally. From, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it got to a wonderful point, you know, um, one summer I was out in the garden with him and... Um, I decided to, was just pottering around, um, not asking for food, nothing, just hanging out. Yeah. And uh, it was a lovely sunny afternoon, and um, so I lay on the patio and um, and let him come to me, and he just started sniffing me, and then he did a whole lap of my body, just Your sniffing perimeter. around <laughs> my perimeter. Yeah. Yeah, getting to know me, and that was lovely. And once he'd done that, he just lay down next to me. And it was just That's like, crazy, wow, look at yeah. my little funny orange friend, you know. Well, it's trust. I think you see that with animals a lot, that if you allow them to investigate you and you don't kind of um, overdo it or, you know, allow them to, to kind of form a bond with you on yeah. their own terms first without feeling crowded, yeah. they will often learn to, to trust you. Yeah, I think the thing I did right in the first place was keeping a distance for not, those not that kind first of while. Not him too much. Yeah, staying inside and yeah. letting him become aware. You yeah. know, really, it was a real gradual process. Yeah. And yeah. it really paid off in the end. Yeah. And it was quite, um, I wouldn't be overstating it by saying it was quite an important relationship for you in time, wasn't it? You well, really it was unique. Formed a bond with him. Well, I saw him almost every day for three and a half years. You and your partner, Rosie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She became very attached to him as well. Would you say you were friends? <laughs> um, in as much as you can be with, yeah. a, with a wild animal. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he had a tame side to him. But also a wild side. Absolutely. He was always vigilant. His his ears were always going. He was yeah. always aware of any slight sound. Sometimes we wouldn't even hear things in a dash. Yeah, yeah. And he was very, very aware. He trusted us. Yeah. He was very aware of anything unusual going on. Yeah. Constantly looking out, listening. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I became aware of him when you started posting photographs. You took some amazing photographs of Thank him. You. Portraits. Yeah. Of Bruce and posting yeah. them on Ealing Wildlife Group. Yeah. And actually, uh, you didn't know at the time, but Bruce yeah. was the inspiration for our wildlife photography em- competition and yeah. exhibition each year. I was very chuffed when I heard that. Was um, John Rain, one of our ranger team said, you know, like some of the photos coming in to Ealing Wildlife Group are absolutely fantastic. Look at what Nabil's putting up of Bruce. Yeah. Maybe we should showcase them in some way. And that's actually where the exhibition came from. It's yeah. It's third year. So thanks for the inspiration. <laughs> no, thank you. It's, I mean, it's um, a massive compliment. But he won. He, he His portraits, uh, I think, featured two of them in the first year exhibition. Yeah, I put they? three p- photos in and two of were Bruce and... Those two got second place in both their categories, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was really yeah. nice. Yeah. It's lovely seeing them in the park. Beautiful, yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, because it's a park I go to regularly, so to see your own pictures up on display Absolutely. is lovely. And with the exhibition, I think, like, where it was born, where it came from, and um, what we wanted to do with it, I think it was equally important to know the story behind the pictures, not yeah. just that it was a, you know, technical photographer's yeah. competition. Yeah, yeah. It was about, like, people's connections with nature. Well, no one was professional, were they, I don't think? Uh, no, no, or maybe there was a couple of semi-professionals, yeah. but it was open to yeah. everyone. You could take pictures on your iPhone, you could take pictures of anything, but yeah. equally important in how we judged it was, you know, the connection, the story, the um, kind of connection to nature that that person described. Yeah, reasons through their, through and relationships. Photo. So yours kind of epitomised that, I guess, with Bruce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it, yeah, it was a unique thing to me. I, I didn't know that you could... I mean... Since then, I have learned of other people who have had similar... I think that... Is it the news 
the weather guy that used to live around here, Liam Dutton, didn't he have a thing yeah, with a fox? He yeah. has foxes at the moment in his garden. Yeah, yeah. yeah they come in and uh, play with his cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, we had a perfectly good relationship with the cats here. Yeah. Carmen that has uh, died since, but she... she Carmen she was Lenore. Our, Carmen Lenore. <laughs> Speaking of odd cat names. Yeah, because of fabric conditioner that she liked to yeah. cover herself in. Um through wash clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she, she lived in the garden in a little cat house, in a mm. little sort of bungalow kind of cat house, and she ruled the garden, and the foxes knew that. But they respect cats a lot. Of, yeah, they absolutely. They get a bad rep, don't they, for, like, being <clears throat> danger to cats, but I think it's only ever going to be a very old and ill cat that gets taken by no, the No, I mean, Bruce is much bigger than Carmen was. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was a couple of occasions where she obviously was... I don't know, felt a little cornered or threatened by him mm. for some reason and she, she'd let him know, like, you know, big claws out and all that kind and of stuff and he would just back off, Yeah, you know. And w- once it was sort of very much established that she runs this garden and you were a guest in it, for a long time he would not finish the food we put in a bowl for him and he would leave some for her. Really? She, he would walk away with a little left and she'd come over and finish it. Yeah, that went yeah. on for ages, Yeah, you know. And even when he had his first set of cubs once we knew him, um, one morning, um, she was curled up in the back garden mm. with next to one of the cubs. Really? You know, and it's yeah. like, how does that happen? They coexist. You know, but th- they obviously do. I mean, there's yeah. someone I follow online um, who has that relationship with his dog. Yeah. You know, dogs famously hate foxes, etc. Yeah, yeah. But these two little ones grew up together and they're best mates. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just the environment makes a big difference or Definitely. understanding as well. You yeah, know. yeah. Well, I think urban foxes get a pretty bad rep, don't they? There's a lot of people yeah. out there that really dislike them or yeah. consider them dangerous or yeah. a threat or whatever. What would They're you say? scapegoats sometimes, mm. you know. Um, we were talking a while ago about one. There was one in the press... I think it was last year, maybe a little further back, um, but it was about a fox that had attacked a baby. Oh, yes. And that was the headline, and then very quickly it was established that it wasn't the fox, it was the pet... Family dog. Dog, and the granddad was trying to palm it off on a fox, he didn't want to take blame, responsibility, etc. But, of course, you know, that's not such a big headline... When the other Especially tabloid media, right? It, yeah, exa- it makes exactly. a good story. Fox attacks my baby. You know, I've seen um, no evidence. I mean, that, I mean, Bruce was so gentle. Mm. It was incredible. You see the way he'd be with his cubs. You see the way he would be with the foxes. Yeah. You see the way he'd investigate me, lay down next to me, um, allow us to pet him a little on occasion, a little scratch on the head yeah. or under the chin, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, very, you very a, gentle. You get a lot of people saying, you know, oh, there's too many of them, like, we shouldn't have this many foxes, but it's our fault yeah. that they're there because it's often our rubbish and our habits that, that support, you know, large numbers of them. Yeah. But also, you know, we're moving into their habitats as well. And, and also I believe that any fox society, they're self-regulating in their numbers yeah, as they're, well. They're anyway, only going to be around as much as the, the environment supports them. I read a report a couple of years ago where there was one borough in London that, tried to uh, control the numbers mm. by interfering yeah. and another they compared it to where nothing was done and it made Ended no difference. The the s- because there's exactly. always, an, with the amount of cubs they produce, like any animal produces um, or has an overproduction of offspring to make sure that any gaps in the habitat are filled. Yeah. So you'll always have, if you, it's like in the countryside as well, you know, fox hunting and things. You're culling foxes in any habitat. There's mm. plenty on the periphery ready to move in and make that habitat their own. Yeah. So the territory holders are the ones you see every day. 
But if you take one out and there's a gap in a territory and there's a resource there for another fox to come in, there's going to be another fox that yeah. makes that his or her territory. Yeah. So you're not going to dent and the population, really. Yeah. I think it's better that we learn to coexist. Yeah, I think and so. And reduce our waste and our mm. rubbish on the streets that attract, yeah. you know, more as people call vermin, rats Well, and, and also if you've got a problem with a fox getting into your wheelie bin, secure your wheelie bin. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a human with a big brain. Work yeah. it out. Work yeah. out how to do it. But yeah. in Ealing, like, I, I think the fox numbers have gone down since wheelie bins have come in. Yeah. Because a lot of the time they were feeding and scavenging yeah. on a lot of the rubbish that was yeah. out on the streets on, on bin collection day. Yeah. You know, that night, putting the rubbish out the night before on the street. Yeah. I see less of them out the, the front streets, now. Yeah. I mean, I do see them on occasion. Yeah. You know, but like sometimes, I like I saw one the other day out my front, and he looked like he was going for slugs. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. But back to Bruce, he became a little bit of a, a minor celeb, local celebrity. The most famous fox in Ealing. Yeah, on Ealing Wildlife. The Group greatest fox that ever lived. Yeah, he had a, a great following on Ealing yeah. Wildlife Group, didn't he? Yeah. What was your your reaction to that reaction? Like with so many people. Oh, it's lovely. Commenting on his on his pictures because obviously I, I thought it was a nice story to share. Mm. And I was quite pleased with some of my photography because I'd got into photography again after a long lapse. Yeah. And so I'd been, I'd got myself a DSLR and started using that more and getting more proficient at it. So it was nice getting compliments <laughs> about, yeah, my photography and the subject. Yeah, it was yeah. just lovely. So it sort of became a little bit of a soap opera from yeah. me and other people. And you were sort of narrating his life and his antics and exactly. his breeding season and his yeah. clubs and all the rest. There, yeah. was, there was the infamous photo of um, his. Big furry balls. Oh, his lovely balls. Yeah, his lovely furry <laughs> he had a soft balls. Spot for his, his. Everyone did. Who didn't? I know, I know. It was oh, magnificent. There was one photo in particular where yeah. I think he was like looking back towards the camera and sticking and his tongue sticking out. Sticking his tail to the side. Yeah, and that's all you it. could see was this big furry from pair of. From behind, um, yeah, but he was also turning his head back and sticking his tongue out at the yeah. same moment. It was like he was, it was really cheeky. Making love to the camera. Yeah. And saying, Look at my equipment. <laughs> yeah. They were that, lovely. that photo went down well. Good. A lot of laughs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he also became, at one point, a little Twitter viral sensation, didn't he? Yeah. My friend Geraint, who lives in Chester, was visiting. And um, I um, I said to him, do you, you know, do you want to feed Bruce? Because he was aware of him through me posting mm. photographs that friends can see on Facebook. And he thought that would be a magnificent idea. So when he arrived, um, when Bruce arrived, Geraint was sitting in the garden. It was summertime. And uh, I handed him a pack of frankfurters, and Bruce, being the tart he is, was like, "Oh, he's got the frankfurters today, straight over <laughs> to him," you know. And um, Garant posted those photographs on Twitter, mm. and he has quite a large Twitter following because he's a very, very—he's not—he's not famous, um, he's not a professional comedian, but he's a bloody funny guy, yeah, you know. And he has quite a few well-known people following him because of that. Right. One of which was the actress um, Kathy Burke. Oh yeah, 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 lovely Kathy Burke. And um, so she retweeted him, and um, and, and then he it just blew up. It went, I don't know what the figures were, but to me it was astronomical. Yeah. I don't know really how Twitter works. I didn't use it. Yeah. yeah. But it, the the numbers were lots and lots of Ks. You know, for thousands. Yeah. No, I remember. Yeah. 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 And uh, so that was lovely. He, he went semi-viral. You know. like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cool. No, it's a it's a great story. I think. Um, you know, we saw that massively when you started to get worried about him later on. Because how yeah. long was he around? Two or three years? Three and a half years yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was a fully grown adult when I first met him. So he must have been at least a year and a half old, say, when I first met him. Um, but that's a, that's a rough, that's a guess. It could yeah. have been two and a half years. I don't know. Yeah. So at a you minimum, know. 
he was four five, or five, 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 five plus, five I would plus, say. Yeah. yeah. Which um, is a good age for an urban fox. Yeah, that, yeah. which I, I learned later, yeah. Average is, what, two years? Three Apparently years, so, maybe? yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it became quite apparent what a following he had yeah. when um, you started to get worried that he wasn't coming around very often. Yeah. That were, happened a couple of times, didn't there it? There were one or two occasions where he just was absent for a week. And obviously there was concern. I mean, I tried to keep it, I tried to rationalise it. He lives out there. Yeah. You know, he visits when he wants, he's free to come and go. Um, but you think, oh, a week, that's a long time. Why hasn't mm. he popped over? Because he'd knock at the back door. Yeah, yeah. You know, at first I was looking out for him. He'd literally once knock. He oh, yeah, yeah. Tap on the glass. Tap, <laughs> tap on the back door. Yeah, Brilliant. and you'd hear him from in here in the living room. Yeah. You know, and it'd be like, oh, Bruce is here, pop out, go and see him. Have you, you got know. any Frankfurters here? I mean, one time a friend was round. Um, my friend Leo was visiting also from Chester or that area and um, there was um, a sound at the back door and he was in the kitchen or something and um, he didn't respond and I said, you know, did you not hear the back door? And he said, oh, but I looked around, there's no one there because the upper half, you can, there's yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah. And I said, no, there is Look someone out. there. There is someone there. And he opened the door and there's a fox standing there looking at him. <laughs> Did <laughs> he know? He was a bit Bruce. Was, what the yeah, hell? he was aware of him. Yeah, yeah. But it was like to see that for yourself, yeah. that this Walt Disney sort of version of, of, of sort of, yeah. you know, life with wildlife wasn't just me fantasising You're basically Facebook. Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know. I've seen some Look. of your other pictures, taming animals and having them feed from your hand and things. I'm convinced that you're basically Snow White. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so anyway, back to the the missing. Yeah, there were a couple of times when he was missing for a week or so. Yeah, but then autumn year before last. Yeah. So um, autumn twenty eighteen, um, it got to a point where he'd been missing for I think it was longer. It was maybe ten days, something mm. like that. And so we got a little concerned. Then he reappeared again. You know, everything seemed fine. Um, but then after that, in the September, I hadn't seen him for quite a while. Mm. Um, it was more like... A couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I always worried, because obviously seeing this saga unfold yeah. over a couple of years, That's really. the downside to sharing a lovely story with people, isn't it? Yeah. It's the inevitable. That I was, think I was thinking know. myself, like, this fox is getting, you know... It's got to end somehow. ...quite old for, uh, for an urban wild fox. Yeah. And obviously we see foxes dead on the road a lot. Yeah. And I was just thinking, oh God, how are Nabil and Rosie going to cope I know. when one time I something was, goes wrong? Yeah, when... one time I was heading up the road and there was a dead fox in the middle of the road and it was yeah. busy rush hour traffic and my heart stopped. Yeah. And I just stared and it's like, is that Bruce? And I was sure it wasn't. Yeah. I thought I was familiar enough with it and it turned out it wasn't. But, you know, mm. it was just, it was that horrific sort of, you know. Yeah. But I think someone asked you on Ealing Wildlife Group, um, hey, how's Bruce? Maybe on a previous post or even just in another conversation. And when you said, oh, we haven't seen him for a couple of weeks. Yeah. People really got worried, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's lovely that people genuinely, you know, Cared had, had an affection for him who hadn't met him. Yeah. Because obviously most people didn't. Yeah. You know. But then that period I was talking about, um, 2018 in that autumn, um, yeah, he'd been missing for a while. And then a neighbour down the road she said that she'd seen him collapsing her garden. Yeah. Uh, collapsing her garden. And um, obviously that got us concerned, but she had to leave, apparently. We went straight That's over. Right, Eleanor, yeah. I think. Eleanor, Eleanor wasn't it? Yeah, 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 that was it. And um, uh, so we went around looking to see if there was any sight of him sort of collapsed anywhere, if there was anything we could do, yeah. you know. 
Um, I didn't really know what you could do because I don't think even most vets would want you to bring a fox in, mm. you know. But obviously, we're going to go and look for him. He's our yeah. little garden friend, yeah. you know. Yeah. And there was no sight of him. And as far as I know, that was the last sighting. Sighting, yeah. But she um, said he looked fairly unwell, didn't she? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he collapsed for some reason. Mm. You know, must have crawled off somewhere. Um, and then we had a weekend away in Brighton, came back from that, and it was just his last set of young ones were coming in. A bit more frequently, yeah. On their own, that was the thing, okay. on their own. They'd never been allowed in on their own before. When Bruce had his first set of cubs with us, yeah. he brought them in. Mm. It was evident after a while that he was a sole parent. There right. was no one else around. Yeah, yeah. So he was bringing them in and he was um, allowing us to get to know them, to feed them a little yeah. bit. Again, they had mange, we helped them with that. So we got to know those two cubs yeah. very well. But his subsequent two sets of cubs, there were females in his life. He wasn't on his own. Yeah. He had a very different relationship they would sometimes come to the gate, you know, when it was open. But if they tried to come in further, he would hoy them back out of the garden. Really? He'd shout at them. He'd do that, oh, 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 sort yeah. of talking to them, you know, yeah. and like, get back there, you. Yeah. Very much in control, you know. Yeah, yeah. You will have what I allow you to have. You're not, you don't need, you know, we don't need as much help. So do you think you that know? was a sign then, or you kind of realise, yeah. okay, maybe he's not around now that the cubs are getting braver? Well, coming they're in coming in on their own, yeah. no, and there's no more sign of him. So yeah. it got to the point where... I thought, got to accept it. I don't want to admit it, but, you know, being a bit soft not to do that. Well, you must have been upset. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had a tear in my eye for sure, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, he's such a lovely character. Yeah. You know, um, it was like all the benefits of having a pet dog without having a dog with its smelly parts in your house or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Licking itself and then licking you and whatever, yeah. you know, which I've never understood. If you've got a dog, have it outside, oh, you know. You're a cat person, mainly. <laughs> and um, even there I've got, like, limits. It yeah, starts licking yeah. itself. It's like, go, go to the bathroom. Out. We've got a bathroom for, you know. Yeah, they don't have the etiquette sometimes <laughs> that we yeah. approve of. Although I haven't got, I'm not perfect myself. No, <laughs> you know? no, no, we all have our fault. <laughs> um, so at what point did you just, did you kind of admit to yourself? Okay, I think he's he's passed away. He's gone. Yeah, he's um, lived his lifespan. Yeah, it'd been it'd been a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah, you know, and um, and was Rosie upset as well? Oh yeah, of course she was. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and so were other people. You know, well, we saw an outpouring of appreciation for him, and I think yeah. you didn't you post? Was it that picture up there you posted of him and said that might have been the one? The yeah. final picture you kind of said, "I guys, I hate to say, but I think Bruce has passed on." And yeah, all that, but that got. Hundreds of comments, I think. Yeah, and there was lots of positive messages, you know, people saying, oh, you, you might come back, etc., that kind mm. of thing. But, uh, you know, I wanted to sort of accept that... It's a natural the, part the, of the, Fox. All, all the evidence there was, you know, that, that he was, he was no more. End, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but it was lovely, the reactions. I mean, Rosie's um, sister-in-law, for example... You know, she she properly cried. She followed that Aww. story. She's very sensitive, I believe, to animals. Yeah. You know, um, I've never met this lady. Um, but, um, you know, yeah. so it was lovely getting those reactions from people. People yeah. who knew him, people who didn't know him. Yeah. You know. And uh, not to end on a, on a sour note, we won't. We'll come back to the, the positive stuff. But um, there were a couple of occasions where, you know, your posts maybe attracted some criticism of, like, you shouldn't be taming a wild animal or yeah. you're making him reliant or um, people being quite puritanical about our interactions with wildlife. And yeah, stuff. there was a few people who were a bit sort of, um, it's all very black and white, which I didn't see it as that. Yeah. 
I mean, I've never tried to tame any of his cubs, yeah. for example. Um, the ones that he brought in, I dealt with because I had a relationship with him and he brought them to us. Yeah. And so we had a sort of relationship which wasn't the same as with him. It wasn't as close, yeah. you know. We didn't pet those little fellas, yeah. you know. Um, and the subsequent ones after that, there was none of that at all. Mm-hmm. And his, what you'd call grandkids, are still coming now, Yeah. you know. But they get a little bit of something just as a kickstart. You leave start. stuff around. And you just a little treasure hunt. See them on the trail camera, don't yeah, you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You put that out about once a week still. So there's a little bit of something there. Um, it's not that they really need it, and it's not that it, and it's nothing even remotely to make them dependent on us. It's not enough for that. Yeah. But it it makes them know that this area is a safe area. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They might, if they're ever in trouble, they might come into this garden. But we yeah. we started this thing with Bruce. That's sort of his legacy. Yeah. They live here anyway. Yeah, the Foxingtons. Yeah, the Foxingtons <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, and um, and so you know we've never we've never gone out of our way. I've, I, the, the the more time's gone on, I've kept more of a distance. Yeah, you know because that 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 was a unique thing. I was going to say it probably correct me if I'm wrong, but it's probably like almost keeping him as that really special relationship you had. Right, well, it was with special. One fox and, yeah, because yeah. it because it it grew. From well, you've heard the story, and yeah, exactly. Into something quite, you know, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, I wouldn't want to try and replicate that. I mean, who knows? Down the road, uh, there might be a similar relationship. Yeah. But that will happen if it happens. Yeah. Not because I'm not going to go out of my way to try You're and to tame a wild him. animal. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favourite memory of him? Favourite memory. Um, apart from the balls, obviously. Oh, we can't, um, can't get over the balls. <laughs> no, most lovely balls in the world. <laughs> Not that Are you saying that, that as a straight man? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, but I'm comparing. To, I'm thinking about my own. And yeah. The they don't. They pale in comparison. Oh, do they? Now I'm in my fifties, man. Do you know what I mean? It's Not start, a pretty sight. It's starting to drop. <laughs> um, now, I mean, it's probably. Like in the early days, having him take an egg from my hand and take yeah. it so gently yeah. and have his face like brushing against my palm mm. as he's taking it. And, you know, that, that, that real I'd contact say. with um, yeah. a wild animal. And the one I mentioned before about him sniffing all around me as I lay on the patio, you know, and him getting a real, a closer sense of me than he's ever had. Yeah. And on a couple of occasions where he's just, we've, we've had lovely days. It's been lovely sunshine. He, he's, he, he doesn't know that he's nocturnal. He's like enjoying the sunshine and he's laying down next to me. There's no food involved. There's nothing else involved. It's just two creatures hanging out. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a very special feeling. Contentment in your yeah. presence. He's not, he's not stuck, stuck in my flat because I bought a cat and she lives here now and she's got no choice and she's got yeah. to get used to it. Yeah. You know, he's a wild animal. He's, he's free to make his own choices. To lie with this man in his garden and just chill. And that's, that's lovely. Yeah. Beautiful way to end the story. Thanks Thanks. so much for talking to me today. Thank you, Sean. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Sean's Wildlife Podcast. 
produced and edited by Thomas Dinas, with music kindly donated by Mark Rose. I'd like to thank Nabil and Rosie for inviting me into their home to talk about the wonderful Bruce Foxington. And if you'd like to support future episodes of Sean's Wildlife Podcast, please check out our Patreon link, which I'll post in the description below.